Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. All right, everybody. Welcome to this week's Happy Half Hour. It's like Christmas and stuff. Podcast Matt's got the tree up over here behind the boards. Uh, I'm feeling very festive, and I am promising you this podcast is now 76.4% happier because I have a co-host, finally. (laughs) You no longer have to listen to me yell at the sky for 30 minutes at a time, and that will make everyone who listens to this podcast happier Welcome, NewCarolinaPanthers.com staff writer Cassidy Hill to the podcast, everybody. Hey, yay, I'm going to cheer myself. Thanks so much for having me. I am very curious, how do you mathematically figure that out, that it's 76.4% happier? It's just statistics. I've calculated it all. You're a math guy. I've I've got it on a spreadsheet with J.J. Jansen downstairs. We have uh, done all the calculations. It's a confirmed fact. See, I was told there would be no math. It's just science, and it's just math, and there's no (laughs) arguing with it. But, uh, no, we are happy to have you here. This is... An unusual podcast because Cassidy didn't even know she was going to be on a podcast today. This is her first official day of employment with the Carolina Panthers. And she's already written for the website because we do know your foe this week. And and she knows the Green Bay Packers pretty much better than anybody in the building, uh, other than maybe the coaches downstairs who've been breaking down tape all week. (laughs) Cassidy, tell these fine people why you know so much about the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I got access to their black book, and I bought it on the black market. No, I have spent the past two years and one month in Green Bay, Wisconsin, covering the Packers, all the ins and outs, the end of the Aaron Rodgers era, the beginning of the Jordan Love era, or the lover era, as us Swifty fans call it. And, uh, yeah, getting to know that team pretty well the past two years and a month. Um the guys knew that the guys in the Packers locker room knew this is where I was coming, that this was my new job and I would be here this particular week. And they did not let me forget it in the locker room the past week. They, uh, every time I would walk by them, they like to say, nope, nope, you're an op now. I'm not talking to you. But then they were, of course, still very gracious with their time. But yeah, they, they let me hear it that they knew this is where I was coming this particular week. That's great. They're freezing you out. Yeah. On they, the way here. That's, uh, <laughs> You know, it, here here's the thing. It's uh, it's all it's all just football. We'll be it's okay at the end of this. Yeah. So if we're human beings to each other, I think a lot of that stuff will sort itself out. So anyway, um, all right. Tell us a little bit about. Give us the two minute elevator pitch of who Cassidy Hill is and what mm. we can expect here on our channels for the next many many years. I don't know if I can fit myself in two minutes, but let's try. So I was born and raised in Alabama. 
down in Sweet Home, Alabama. That is where all of my family still lives. I was telling y'all this morning, my family runs a 150-acre cow and hay farm. And I went the complete opposite way. (laughs) And I worked in football. I went to University of Alabama. Was a disappointment to my entire family of Auburn fans by going there. Got to cover a national championship or two while I was there as a student reporter. And then spent 10 years in Florida covering the Florida Gators and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I actually am very familiar with the next two opponents for the Carolina Panthers. And then from Florida went to Green Bay where I've been for the past two years. And uh, yeah, this is what I always wanted to do. This is what I love to do more than anything is just kind of helping people tell their stories. Everybody in that locker room has a story to tell. Everybody all around this building and this city has a story to tell. What can I do to help you tell it? That's, that's what I'm here for. Um, things to know about me as you're, as you get to know me on this podcast, as Darren said, I am a huge Taylor Swift fan, so I'll probably make many, many, I'm going to try to slide a Taylor Swift reference into every episode, at least one and see if people can find it and, uh, notice it. Let's see what else. I think the replacements is the greatest football movie ever made and I'll die on that hill. I know no one else will agree with me. Um, so I like to throw that in there and I'm trying to think of what else. My off time, you're probably going to find me reading. That's the the easiest way to wind down or hopping on a plane. My dad says if I've got $12 in my passport in my pocket, I'll hop on a plane to anywhere. And that's pretty true. So uh, either reading or traveling, that's those are two vastly different downtimes. But that's what I like to do. Yeah, I can promise you when you make Taylor Swift references, I am probably not going to get them. <laughs> I saw when we told people on the Twitter machine that uh, you were coming Somebody said, oh, no, Cassidy's not going to be able to hang out with the grouchy old men on their podcast up there. And I was like, oh, yes, she will. (laughs) We are well-stocked and grouchy old man here at the Happy Half Hour. Well, that's uh, pertinent because I'm well-versed in grumpy old men, so... It's can, uh, it, it's just part of what we offer the people here. So anyway, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be cool. Cassidy is, she is, bright and creative, and she works hard, and she stood out in a process where we talked to a lot of people to fill this job in the middle of the season, and she was good enough to come in the middle of the season and help us out, uh, coming down the stretch. Because basically, I wanted to get her in here so she could meet. A lot of these people before we scatter for the off season, because it, you know, and in the interim, in the time when this job opened up and before we located her and secured her services, um, there was a coaching change. So there's going to be a lot of change around this place in the next little bit. So I'm glad you're here, boots on the ground, uh, able to help us document it. So me as well. Exciting time to be a part of. Yeah, Casty is going to get a chance to learn all about Charlotte. Uh, from grumpy old man who's lived here all his life. She's going to get a chance to learn about the Carolina Panthers. We're going to get a chance to learn about her. Uh, If you are a regular listener to this podcast, you will know that the last time we convened, we were talking about, ah, we don't know what's coming, but it could be a mess. (laughs) And it was a mess. And if you stood out in the rain for three hours and watched the Carolina Panthers beat the Atlanta Falcons 9-7, to on Sunday, then you are officially my people because there is nothing I like more than the people who show up uh, when times are good, when times are bad. And I can promise you the Carolina Panthers understand, know, and believe that if you were out there in it with them on Sunday, you are in it with them, period. And, And I have all the respect in the world. From our vantage point in the press box, there were a couple of fans sitting up in Section 519 in their assigned seats in the 
about fourth from top row, and they were there the entire game. Wow, and those I have, are troopers. I have nothing but respect for those people. Those might not be Green Bay conditions, but it is a mess <laughs> out there Sunday. And, you know, the the game itself was a little bit of a mess, too. It took, as with many Carolina Panthers games this year, it, it took all day to get the offense rolling and it rolled in that last seven and a half minutes in a way that we hadn't seen in a long time. Bryce Young has struggled uh, to throw the ball a lot this season. Uh, I think there have been a lot of struggles well documented with the passing offense. But something clicked with seven and a half minutes left in that game, and Bryce was dealing. It was wet, it was cold, the wind was blowing, and he was dropping dimes all over the field. I mean, Bryce was a different quarterback that last possession and kind of pointed to some of the stuff they talked about going through the draft process, about the way he sees the field, the way he puts the balls into tight windows. I mean, he was he, that was as good in a seven-and-a-half-minute stretch as we've seen him throw the ball all season. And to do it in those conditions, you just respect the fact that he was able to pull that together. So, Hey, instead of standing out in the rain for three hours and being miserable, they stood out in the rain for three hours and got to enjoy a win. <laughs> and it and it was quite a win. Those guys, uh, they needed that. Chris Tabor needed it, his first win as an interim head coach. He lost his only game as an interim head coach with the Bears uh, a couple of years ago when uh, COVID forced him to take over for a week. So good for Tabes to get a win. Good for Bryce Young to actually have that drive. Uh, he's got two game-winning drives now this season, which is exactly as many as Dak Prescott and a lot of other people who are associated with being very good at throwing the football. I think Patrick Mahomes has two of those this year, and Bryce has two. Now, is it everything? It is not. It is a very small thing. They remain 2-12. and 12. This has been a frustrating season for a lot of people, but as I pointed out in the mailbag the other day, it beats the alternative. Because if you stand out in the rain for three hours and end up 1-13 at the end of the day, then all you can think about is how wet and cold and miserable you are and how much longer do we have to do this. So it lightened the mood considerably. And now it actually makes it a little more interesting. The Packers are rolling in here this week, and and they've got some issues, don't they? You know this. What happened to the Green Bay Packers, especially on the defensive side of the ball in the last couple of weeks? You know, Darren, that defense is is so many full of so many question marks, full of so many holes. It's Swiss cheese, which is fitting for cheese heads. I see what you did there. Yeah, and, and when you've got a quarterback like Bryce that can deal, because you can build off drives like that. You can, especially for a rookie quarterback, if you've got a seven-and-a-half-minute drive where you're doing exactly what you want to do, that's something you can build off of and you can come in. When you've got a defense like the Packers that that notoriously plays so far off the line, you know it's and, and that's sort of the the issue there is you've got a defense that will play scared at times, and it, it's got eight first rounders on that defense. There there shouldn't be that many issues, but they will play six seven yards off the line of scrimmage, especially the corners, and play a soft zone but the issue when you play soft zone is that it's really dependent on turnovers and they're not getting the turnovers and they have the talent to play man but they're not playing man because they have a play caller that's almost scared to play man and so when you do that and you've got man corners and man safety or man corners playing a soft zone a quarterback can stand back there and pick them apart all day long and that's exactly what's been happening people are going to look at this last game that the Packers lost this past week and against Tampa Bay and 
you know, Baker Mayfield left Lambeau Field as the first opposing quarterback in history to leave Lambeau Field with a perfect passer rating. And they're going to look at that game and go, that was a really, really bad game. That's probably the worst game that defense could play. But that game was not an anomaly. That game was a, a manifestation of everything that's been going wrong with this defense for the past two years. And all of the issues came to light at once. You know, they they couldn't get home with their pass rush. They sacked Baker Mayfield five times, but that's because Baker Mayfield likes to dance in the pocket. He's not as much of a, a scrambler as people like to say he is. Yeah, exactly. That's right. He was here. You know, people call Baker a scrambler, but he's not. He's a dancer. He'll stay in the pocket. So five sacks is really sort of low for what they should have been able to do. And that's because, again, that pass rush – can get home with four against certain quarterbacks. And so they only ever send four. I don't think there was but one blitz that entire game. So if you've got a quarterback like Bryce that is is be is if he's comfortable moving the pocket, and this is something I want to learn more about him, you know, because I mainly just watched him in college. If he's comfortable moving, if he's comfortable on boots, if he's comfortable especially on naked boots, he can get out there and really kind of take advantage of some holes in that secondary. She's from Alabama, folks. She just said naked boots, not naked, <laughs> naked. That's is, N-E-K-K-I-D, naked. There are seven different versions of that word, and ah. that is one of them, and they all mean something different. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, man, that's great. So the other thing I wanted to ask you about with your experience with the Packers, and you mentioned kind of being there as they bridged from mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers to the not Aaron Rodgers, I believe in my heart that Packers fans, by and large, are spoiled. Yes. <laughs> because for the last 35 years, they've always had an all pro level quarterback to deal with, whether it was Brett Favre, whether it was Aaron Rodgers. And as we know here in Carolina, I tried to remind people as often as I could during the Cam Newton era it ain't always like this, gang. Right. And we've seen that firsthand over the last five years where you go from. Teddy Bridgewater to Sam Darnold to Baker Mayfield to back to Sam Darnold with a little bit of P.J. Walker mixed in there every now and then, too. And it's just it's never easy when you don't have that guy. And 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 how has the response been in Green Bay to Jordan Love? Because they drafted him to kind of be that understudy, you know, and to be that eventual replacement for Aaron. But now that it's all of a sudden not Farver Aaron Rodgers, how's he doing? Well, this is something that the rest of the NFC North doesn't want to hear, but he can be that guy, and I think he will be, because it's a tactic that the Packers have had since they drafted Aaron Rodgers to replace Brett Favre, and they've done it again with Jordan Love, is let him wait three, two, three years in waiting and learn from the guy in front of him. And, you know, the first half of the season when Jordan Love and this offense was struggling, Packers fans were very frustrated, and you had – 30, I said this many, many times. You've got 31 other teams that don't feel sorry for you. And they're like, welcome to the real world. This is what it's like in a quarterback change. But then you see Jordan Love. You have to remember he's surrounded by guys that are first and second year guys. All of his, in fact, all of his pass catchers are first and second year guys. The oldest guy in that room is 25 years old and has only actually played three games this season. His his main guys are rookies. His leading tight end, his leading receiver, They're they're all rookies. His only veteran offensive weapons are the two running backs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And so there were going to be a lot of growing pains. Aaron Rodgers' first year, he had guys like Jordy Nelson, and, and he had um, the tight end. I'm trying to remember now. I'm blanking. But it, but he had veteran pass catchers yeah, Mercedes out Mercedes Lewis, so many veteran guys around right. there for so long. And, and I think 
it was even the guy before Mercedes. Like, he had so many veteran guys. And he still struggled his first six games as well. In fact, through the first half of this season, Love and Rogers' numbers from Rogers' first season were almost identical. And so I think that, you know, hindsight, you look back with rose-colored glasses and you only remember the four MVPs, and people forgot that that first year with Aaron Rodgers was a little rough going to get started too. Jordan Love was going to have to go through some of those growing pains. You really saw it start um, versus the Rams, but then especially versus the Steelers. Things, even though that was a loss, things started to click for that offense. And they've they've even had a couple of bad games the past two weeks and still been in it with a chance to win, which is something you couldn't say the first half of the season. And so it, it's it was frustrating for the first half of the season, but you also saw a fan base go have to constantly remind themselves, okay, we're we're upset, but we have to be patient. We have to be patient. We have to be patient. And I, I think it's going to pay off because I think I think the Packers might have done it again and drafted a third straight incredible quarterback. We will see. As as fans here know, uh, having a rookie quarterback start from day one isn't always the ideal situation right. either. But uh, we'll see how these two guys grow and develop, and that's what's going to be one of the curious things to me. Uh, you mentioned those guys teasing you once they realized you were coming this way. <laughs> Beyond giving you a hard time, what are they saying in Green Bay about when they see – the Carolina Panthers, you know, on tape, obviously struggling this year. What what are they mentioning when they talk about this football team? It's actually interesting because of when I did leave, I don't think I was really in a locker room when they were talking about the Panthers that much. Yeah. It was more so uh, looking ahead to the Bucks, But just from what I know of, of that team, and then let's see, today is Thursday, right? So, yeah, the quarterback talked yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, I know especially on defense there's a lot of internal – looks right now a lot of mm-hmm. internal debate what are we doing wrong and they know that you've got a lot of these guys too that played against Bryce Young in college right. because especially in the secondary they're young enough that they played against Bryce Young before so they know what he can do some of them have been beaten by Bryce Young in college so they know what he can do they know what he's capable of and it's you know a, a matter of what can we do with ourselves especially after the past couple of weeks and I know that's going to be the case on offense as well, because as anybody knows, any given Sunday, that's why you that's why you play the game. That's why it's on the field. Yeah. Any given Sunday, any team can win. No doubt about that. And we will stay caught up with all the football stuff later. But yeah, I just wanted to take this week's podcast, give everybody a chance to get to know Cassidy a little bit. She's going to fall right in. She she is as. People used to say around here, one of us, and <laughs> and I am going to tell you folks, Carolina Panthers fans might not know who Zane Anderson is, <laughs> but Zane Anderson... I, there's a lot of Packers fans that don't know who Zane Anderson <laughs> is either. <laughs> but Zane Anderson is a big part of the reason Cassidy Hill is sitting here in this room right now, because I can give you my version of the backstory. This was a guy they claimed off waivers and immediately got hurt, and nobody knew who he was. And on social media in Green Bay, it kind of became a thing like is Zane Anderson even real rather than just sit back and and observe this happening young Cassidy here grabbed a hold of it and created content and she talked to guys and said hey are you Zane Anderson is Zane Anderson even a real person can you confirm he exists and it jumped out uh, when I was going through a million resumes and a million 
you know, clips and all that kind of stuff that you see when you have a job like this open. You know, there's a lot of the same kind of stuff. And I was like, this one right here, she thinks differently. <laughs> she she is creative. So uh, thank you to Zane Anderson uh, for your contributions to bringing Cassidy Hill here to the Carolina Panthers. We appreciate you for that. And I mean, how'd that I go? I mean, you, you had you had fun with that. Yeah, I mean, I kept seeing the joke on social media that, you know, is Zane Anderson even a real person? Is Zane Anderson um, a ploy by Goody? That's the, the general manager there, Brian Goody. Is, is Zane Anderson a ploy by Goody to manipulate the salary cap? Like, is he even, is he Bigfoot? Um, people would share pictures of Bigfoot and be like, I saw Zane Anderson at practice today. And so we had some time to kill in the locker room. And so I, I was very blessed with a locker room that was willing to play along with me and have fun with me seems like that's going to be the case here at Carolina as well and so I just went around to a couple of the guys and was like are you Zane Anderson and Aaron Jones said maybe I think I'm actually Zane Anderson and then went to Zane himself and I was like are you a real person are you here and he was like I promise I'm me I I really am me I'm not fake I'm not I'm not a dream um and it ended up being great and able to make that connection because then a couple weeks later he had an incredible play on special teams that really kind of uh, swung the game. It gave the offense back great position and was able to go back to Zane and be like, you proved to everybody you were real now. Everybody knows for sure who Zane Anderson is. And so appreciate the guys having fun with me. Look forward to doing that here as well. And that's the kind of thing we've talked. I've talked to a lot of people as we went through the interview process of of bringing somebody into this position. And the thing I've said over and over is, you know, what we want to do is is make these people three-dimensional human beings. We want to show them what, show fans what these guys are like with the helmets off and and show them their personalities, let them tell their stories. And, And this young woman sitting here with me is exceptional at that she is good at getting the stories out of people and sharing them with fans and that's why we wanted to bring her here and make her a part of this team uh full of people who have the same goal and you know it's been tough this year has not been ideal as you might have noticed but there's still the opportunity i i think we've done as good a job as possible in an unusual situation of of kind of being able to tell the story of these people we've got a better sense of who bryce young is now than we did a year ago we've gotten to know a lot of new people there have been a lot of new faces roll in and out of this place in the last little bit and that's going to continue for the next few months so we are grateful that Cassidy is here with us I am grateful that she is going to teach me about Taylor Swift <laughs> whose catalog I am not as familiar with oh we are going to have some fun with that she she has music across three different genres Darren and over 250 songs in her catalog I'm going to find something for you to like I I am a I am here for the education <laughs> I am I am willing to become an adjunct Swifty perhaps if that's what it takes to keep this thing going but uh, we are grateful for all that and we are grateful to you the listeners the people who tune in to the happy half hour every week. We'll see what uh, next week brings with the Packers rolling in on Sunday. But the one thing you know for sure is from now on, you don't have to listen to Darren just yell at the sky by himself because I got help now. A Merry Christmas indeed. (laughs) All right. We'll see you all next week on the happy half hour. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.